We hear in the Gospel of Luke, they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on the way with DJ. Welcome back everyone. And if you're here for the first time, welcome for the first time. This episode is being recorded a couple days before Christmas, before the solemnity of the Nativity of the Lord. And this podcast today is going to be a little bit more about just memories. It's going to talk a little bit about theology, a little bit about faith, but I'd like to share with you today some of my Christmas memories. And the Christmas memories that I'm going to share with you kind of talk a little bit about my childhood. So it talks about presence, because as children, that's how we what we focus on. And then it also talks a little, I'm going to talk a little bit about presence as an adult. So as I became an adult um, and I grew up and I got married um, and and had children of my own, you know, there's, there's certainly that are presents that are kind of focused around that. So presents as an adult um, are going to be talked about as well. And then I'm going to transition a little bit into the importance of what I think during this time, the importance of family. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the family traditions that I have had over the course of my life. And then also, um, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to comment um, and talk about some of the traditions that you have as well. And then we're going to transition into the faith part of this, which the incarnation of Jesus on on Christmas is the most important thing that we should be celebrating. And I I tell my students, I told my students in the seventh and eighth grade before we went on break that, you know, we, the whole idea of presence and getting together as family and all those things that are certainly part of our tradition, but also part of the things that we do is important. And it's important because Hopefully, it's drawing us to Christ. It's, it's making us think that, yes, we have this season, but it's not just about getting together as family or eating good meals or exchanging gifts, but it's also about the things that we're doing to, to go and to move towards Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Christ. And so um, I'd like to talk a little bit to kind of start um, off this this podcast today about my Christmas memories. So when we're little, um, we certainly have presents, and presents are kind of the center of everything that we do at Christmas. I remember as a young boy getting the Sears catalog about a month and a half before Christmas, and my sister and I going through and circling all of the things that we desired or the things that we wanted for Christmas. Um, For the most part, my parents were pretty good at getting a lot of those items, um, which was interesting. Um, So, and Santa brought those items as well. So it's important that, you know, that that that's that that kind of stays the focus. Um, So I remember taking that catalog and just circling and circling and circling. Uh, Maybe, you know, very similar today, maybe how kids might 
jump on their parents' Amazon account or, you know, jump on an account somewhere and create a wish list that they, they'd like to have. Um, so the, the big part, the big best present I think that I got when I was really, really small, uh, probably about four or five years old, was what I called my auto. And my auto was a car. It was made out of metal. And you would sit in it and you would have to pedal the car. And it would move. The, the faster you pedaled, obviously, the faster it would move. Well, one day I remember um, after I got my auto as this as my number one present that year. Um, it actually was a summertime month, and I I was down and I was I was pedaling down the gangway of the of the house, and I stopped and I got out and I must have got out a little bit too rough because what wound up happening is my auto actually crashed down the basement steps. And my mother comes running out because she heard the crash, but she also heard me screaming. And she came running out and she said, Jim, what's the matter? Are you okay? You know, because she thought that maybe I was in the auto when it went down the basement steps. But as it turned out, I wasn't, but my mom thought I was. And and I kept saying, my auto, my auto. Um, So sending it down the basement steps. So I was, you know, just, just distraught and and the only thing that I wanted at that time was for my auto to be pulled up out of the basement out of the basement well another um, great great story a great great present that I got um, from uh, for Christmas was a wood burning set now again the wood burning set had a little bit of a, a downtime to it because I was out, you know, I was on Christmas afternoon when my parents were busy, um, you know, cooking the meal and getting ready for for company and getting ready to go over to my grandmother's house. Um, The woodworking set became almost like a weapon to my sister. So I had it plugged in and I was doing a wood burning thing. But my sister, who um, was three and a half years younger than I was, was kind of in the way and I actually burnt her. So... Um, But I do remember, and I still have to this day, uh, many, many years later, almost 55 years later now, it's unbelievable, um, the the actual wood burning that my father did um, of the minor coat of arms. Um, So I have that, you know, that wood burning that I kind of helped him with. Another wonderful present that I had um, that I got when I was younger was a chemistry set. And the thing about the chemistry set was that, um, you know, Santa came and he brought the chemistry set and he set it up and it was all ready. And I must have woken up in the middle of the night and I I went down, I kind of creeped downstairs just kind of see, you know, if Santa had come. And I saw that he did. And all of a sudden I saw this chemistry set because it was something that I really, really wanted. And so in the middle of the night, and I don't know if my parents ever knew about this, but in the middle of the night, I was sitting on the um, in, on the floor in the living room right by the tree, experimenting already and opening up the chemicals and doing all those different types of things. And then I kind of acted surprised um, when I woke up for real to see that the chemistry set was there. Um, chemistry set was, was a, a wonderful present because my dad actually went after um, I had the chemistry set. He actually went downstairs in the basement and I had my own little laboratory down there that he built me 
um, with a lab te- lab table and all those different types of things. So chemistry and experimenting was something that was very important to me. So those are f- a few of the presents that I remember um, when I was little. And then as we move into an adult, um, you know, the focus becomes more not so much on the gifts that we receive, but also but on the gifts that we can give our children and our grandchildren. Now, the first um, thing that I, rem- I remember when we were first married, Nancy and I, is, you know, our son Tim um, making what we call the midnight run to Toys R Us. Toys R Us was a, or it was, because it's no longer in business, but um, it was a, a toy store. And I remember going there at, at midnight because they were open you know, at mid to until midnight for special sales, and I remember how um, how packed that store was. Uh, so, yeah, so making that midnight run to Toys R Us, um, you know, and getting the the gift that we could for Tim at that time. Then when Izzy came into our life, when Isabel came to our life, um, my daughter. Uh, one year she she said to me she said you know um, I'd like to have everything on my list and I said to her okay so you know give me your list let me take a look and see and so I I can't remember everything that was on her list at that time but the last thing on her list um, and she probably was about maybe 10 or 11 um, the last thing on her list at that particular time was a car and I said well what kind of car would you want she says well I want you know this kind of car I says, okay, you know, we can make that happen. And so um, I actually <laughs> actually bought, went out and bought a Matchbox car of the car that she wanted. And we wrapped up all those little individual gifts. There had to be about 20 of them on the list. And she actually got everything that was on her list that year. Even though in many ways, you know, obviously like the car, you don't give a car to an 11-year-old. But um, you know, everything on her list, I mean, she got. And, and to this day, she kind of talks about that. Then the grandkids came into our life. Um, and I remember, um, you know, in 2013, after I had my heart attack, um, you know, we wanted to get the biggest tree ever and put it in our, our ce- you know, in our house. And, you know, our, our ceilings are kind of vaulted in our house and so we wanted to get this big huge tree um, because it's kind of a celebration that I was still around after my heart attack and so we went and we got this tree and it was just absolutely huge um, probably about 12 feet tall and we we dragged it in I helped drag it in but but you know my my son and my best friend Andy he he helped drag it into the house and you know I had to actually build a special stand for it um, to put in there so, but that's the kind of thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to provide that kind of um, that kind of you know that kind of Christmas for our grandkids, which is just so so important. And so um, the next thing that that I, I kind of want to talk about, and I hope that she's not too embarrassed by this, uh, but my granddaughter Kennedy, um, one year, um, you know, she wanted what was called the Door Explorer hairstyle set. And basically what it was is was like a beauty table and, and it had a mirror and, and a chair and you sat at it and you you know you, you, you can do your hair and you can do use do Doris hair and it had all these different types of accessories but it was something that she really 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 wanted for Christmas 
And so um, we got her that. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I remember that Christmas morning when she woke up and were, you know, all the adults were sitting down by the tree. And she goes and she comes to the, to the top of the steps and she says, I got the Dora Explorer. I got the Dora Hairstyler. I mean, we actually have that on video. It was just absolutely hilarious. Um, so, again, those are memories um, that we have, you know, and, and those are our Christmas memories that are important. And, you know, over the years, too, um, now that the grandkids are a little bit older and we, they split their time between the other grandparents' house and, and, and our house every other Christmas, um, you know, we've actually had the last couple years or last couple times is that we've actually had Christmas in July. So we kind of hold off on sending the presents to them where they live. But then what we do is we have a Christmas in July. We have, you know, we exchange our Christmas presents then. And so, you know, on the warmer months. And so, you know, we do the, we do that. We did that this past summer. So it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So those are the presents, you know, and the presents are certainly secular and there's certainly, you know, the commercial side of things. But I do think it's important. And I think that, you know, it, it does create the memories that are important for us as well um, within families. And then speaking of family, um, the next thing that I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about um, before we move into the religious aspect of all this is is the how Christmas does center on the family. And so as a Polish, as somebody from a Polish ancestry, um, you know, our Christmas Day feast is a Polish feast. So it has pierogi and it has sometimes gołąbki and it has ham and it has all the traditional type of Polish, Polish food that we would normally eat. But it also, on Christmas Eve, um, what we do is we used to gather at my grandmother's house again, and it would be a two two type of thing. So the first thing was that we would have a Jewish feast on Christmas Eve. So we would have gefilte fish and herring, and and maybe uh, you know maybe maybe like a roasted lamb or something like that. And the reason why we did that is because my grandmother's best friend was of the Jewish faith, and so we were doing that to kind of commemorate her her Jewish faith. But then we also, on Christmas Eve, sometimes on Christmas Day, if we didn't get to it, is that we had what was called a potki. And a potki is basically unleavened bread, so it looks very much like a communion wafer. Um, but what we do is each person in the family gets a piece of that, of the potki. And what you do is you break off a piece of of another person's and you make a wish for them in the coming year. And so you go do this and you go around and you do this to the entire family. So everyone gets a wish, gets to wish another person, you know, something for the new year, but then also is wished something. So by the other people in the family. And it's a very, very, um, very moving, and very, um, very emotional type of um, type of tradition. And as I mentioned, we, you know, we have our Polish feast on Christmas Day. And then one year, um, I remember very vividly that, you know, that we, I, I wanted to get away from the commercialization of Christmas. 
And so I decided, and I, I presented this to my family, and I said, instead of instead of changing exchanging presents this year, why don't we um, make something for one person? So we'll we'll draw a name out of a hat, and we'll make something. You have to you have to make it. You can't go to a store, or you can't order it, or you know you have to actually physically make something. And I don't remember what everybody else did, um, but I remember I, I drew my grandmother's name. And my grandmother at that time lived in, in Chicago, and, and she was always getting her fence, her back fence, getting backed into it. It was a wooden fence. and Because on the other side of the alley was an apartment building, and every time somebody would back out of their parking spot, they inevitably would hit my grandmother's fence. And so it was basically torn down. And so I decided that her present that year was for me to actually go out, buy the lumber, use the tools, and actually build her a fence. And that's what I did. And I remember looking back on that time and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is what really what Christmas is all about, is that when we exchange presents and we exchange presents with our family that... You know, we're putting an effort into it, that it's not just something that we're doing or not just something to get something for someone just because we have to get something for them. But it's something that, you know, really stays true to what the Christmas spirit is all about. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the religious um, aspect of, of my upbringing, at least. So I remember, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the Christmas presents were the most important thing. But I remember back when I was in fifth grade, and in fifth grade I began serving mass. And the reason, so serving mass was a was a big thing, and um, it was important, you know, because I was the only public school um, altar server at that time. But. It, it was kind of a shift in my attitude. And the attitude was that, you know, I was looking more to the religious aspect of things. And so, you know, the caroling and all that, the jingle bells and the Santa and all that, that was important, but it wasn't as important as, you know, singing a hymn like, O come, O come, you know, O come ye, all ye faithful, or, you know, joy to the world, or, or things like that. And so I began serving Mass, and I remember how important it was to me to be able to be assigned to a Christmas Mass. And then as I got older, a little bit older, 7th and 8th grade, um, you know, because I was, uh, you know, I don't want to brag, but because I was a faithful altar server, um, I was assigned to the Midnight Mass. And so I was able to do the Midnight Mass, and that was, again, so important to me to be able to participate in, in, in that in that celebration in that liturgical celebration and so the focus became more on christ than on the presence and it also provided me with a little bit more introspection you know i would begin to think to myself well how is my relationship with jesus going how is my relationship with god going what what is this whole idea of christmas mean is it is it just about presence or is it a little bit more is it more of a spiritual thing now. And that's an important thing. Um, and that was an important thing, I think, in my formation and in my development as a minister um, because I began to see Christmas as not just this big commercial thing, but as something that was so, so much more deeper. And so the relationship with Jesus is what is the most important thing. And so 
you know, as as I'm serving as a deacon now, um, I still love to serve midnight mass. Um, and midnight mass is usually one of those masses where you're kind of, you know, it's it's well attended and it's, you know, it's kind of kind of shows off the parish and, and things like that. But I also um, one of the masses I always like to sign myself up for is the the mass that we have. Um, it, a long time ago, it used to be the parish hall, and now we have it down in the gym. But it's kind of the what we kind of affectionately call the overflow mass, which is just kind of the mass where the people that attend the main mass, you know, we don't have enough room in the church, so we send them down to the old, you know, to the to the gym, and we, you know. We, We've really made an effort, and part of it is, again, because, you know, I want this liturgy to be just the same as the one that's going on in the church. But what we do is we try to, you know, make it just as good. Um, and so, um, you know, so there's a sense of humility in that, you know, that it's not just people that, you know, are, are, are late for Mass or people that didn't get there early enough or people that didn't realize that, you know, we'd even had an overflow Mass. Um, and so I really truly enjoy deaconing that mass as well. So those are some of my Christmas memories, some of my musings over the last, um, you know, the last few few years. Um, you know, some of the things that I can remember in the in the short time that I spent preparing this podcast and the script for this podcast today. Um, just you know. But, you know, it's important. It's important to remember our childhood, and hopefully our childhood was a good one where, you know, those good feelings are created, and we look back and we say, yeah, that was a good time in my life. And and I really look, look forward to providing that for my children and for my grandchildren as well. And then it also centers around family, whatever that family might be whether it's the family that, that you're born into, whether it's the family that you have created for yourself um, because either your family is not around anymore or maybe there's estrangement from your family, but that you've created a family atmosphere for yourself as well. And then also, again, like I said, the most important thing is that we are celebrating the incarnation. We are celebrating the coming of Christ among us as our Savior. And that is the most important thing. That's going to be the thing that will sustain us, not just in this earthly life when we're exchanging presents or doing decorations or setting up trees and things, but it will sustain us in eternal life. And so my wish for you is that the memories that you are creating and the good feelings you have translate over into the reason they all can happen in the first place. And that is the birth of the Prince of Peace the birth of Jesus Christ. So join us again on the next episode of On the Way with DJ. Again, may God hold each of you in the palm of his hand.